You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to your favouritest, greatest podcast in the history of the universe. The universe that is so big, there's superheroes out there you don't know existed, and today we're going to talk about one of them, because we're here to bring you our first spoiler-free movie review of the year 2019. It's only March. We're just uh, catching up a little bit, uh, if you don't count all the Oscar ones, of course. We're here to talk about Captain Marvel, or should it be Captain Marvel? I'm not too sure. I'm still confused about what happened with that, and a lot of what happened in this movie, because it's DC's chance to once again show that they did it better first, as Marvel <laughs> tries to finally do a female superhero movie, and... It's a movie that I know both Colin and I are very, very excited to talk about. Maybe not for the reasons you think we are. My name is Ben, and just choosing a random quote here because there wasn't really any in this movie. It's a S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. (laughs) And my name is Colin, and... (laughs) 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 Nice Tesseract. Um, that closing scene at the end of this movie probably sums up Captain Marvel. Uh, <laughs> very much. <laughs> because I think I went into this very similar to how I went into Black Panther and the fact that it's like, okay, I don't really have any expectations of this. I'm, I'm not exactly excited for this film. The trailers look okay. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm just seeing it because it's a Marvel movie. I wouldn't go out of my way to see this movie if it wasn't an MCU movie. Uh, and I kind of left this movie liking Black Panther more. <laughs> um, this Look, the more and more I think about it, the more I dislike this movie. I think it's got so many issues. And I'm just going to say it right now. Is Brie Larson the most boring, blandest main person ever in any Marvel movie? Does she even know that she's in a movie? I swear she just got out of bed. Um, <laughs> just She's so bland. <sighs> Oh, wow, we're starting really negative. Um, what did you think of this movie, Colin? <laughs> well, first, I just want to say, because, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there that have avoided the reviews just waiting for the Oz Network's opinion. But <laughs> in case you're not aware, um, it's not just us. A-, a lot of critics are not too crazy about this movie either. Um, and a lot of fans don't seem too crazy about it. And uh, I-, I started to hear some of the... I wouldn't say negative reviews because the interesting thing is I, I feel like Rotten Tomatoes gives people a false impression sometimes because you hear like, oh, it's got 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. That means it's a great movie. And what people don't realize about Rotten Tomatoes, it, it basically just boils it down to is it a recommend or is it well, is it a, a rent or buy or is it a bin? And a critic could very well say I give this, you know, two and a half out of five stars and they count that as – you know, a thumbs up on Rotten Tomatoes. So 82% of critics gave it a positive review. But if you actually look at like Metacritic and see what the average rating is, it's low. This is basically by critics, a barely recommended movie. I was expecting to go in this, enjoying it more than the critics. So I had lowered expectations, but like, you know, it's going to be good. And when I got home, all I could say to Jamie is like, that was really boring. <laughs> and when I went into work the next day, I'm like, oh, I saw Captain Marvel last night. And I heard like six or seven people all over the office from like far farther away than they should be able to hear. Me. Oh, how was it? I'm like, really boring. And they're like, what? No. 
Well, that's kind of the reaction I've sort of got. I don't know if you've seen my social media post where I did a photo. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, I've had comments kind of like, oh, no, I really wanted to enjoy that. And, oh, no, really? Is it that bad? It's mm. kind of people are already, like, without seeing it, going, oh, no, that should be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And let's give a shout out here to uh, the Oz Network's close friend and occasional co-host, uh, Billy Garcia, who uh, saw the movie before I, I can't remember if it was before I did or after I did. Um, I think it was after, because I saw the, the preview showings on Thursday. And he had put up, oh, I'm going to see Captain Marvel. I'll give a review later on, like he always does. And I said to Jamie, I'm like, oh, I guarantee it. If anybody's going to say they love this movie, it's Billy. <laughs> because Billy finds something to appreciate about anything like he's a super positive person when it that's comes why to he comes bad on movies. the Oz network he's like oh that yeah, show exactly. i feel sorry for them i should really do their <laughs> podcast billy's comment was something along the lines of it was a pretty standard marvel movie maybe a little bit lazy but semi-enjoyable <laughs> that is the closest thing to a negative review i've ever heard somebody give this movie just doesn't work and I wish I could put my finger on it. The only thing I could really say is, is it's just dull. Mm. Well, somebody commented on my photo. Uh, shout out to James, who um, we had way back in the Brink days on the show as a guest every now and then. And he's a big... Uh, he, he basically... That's I know I'm from. There, exactly. Uh, he basically, I think, sees about like five movies every week. Um, he's, a, he's a big movie guy. Uh, and he sort of asked me, what didn't I like about it? And I responded saying that uh, she is bland and boring, has no personality, has no chemistry with anyone on the screen. The plot is convoluted, preachy and a mess, and it just falls flat. The worst Marvel film since Thor 2. So if I had to sum it up, that's what I would say. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I just want to keep on Brie Larson. I have nothing against Brie Larson. Uh, this isn't the shit all over Brie Larson episode, because to be honest with you, I don't... Because I love the woman. Well, I don't really know if I know her from anything. Looking at her filmography, I don't really think I've seen her in much um but she's an academy award winner and how if i mean <laughs> she oh. i need to see i need to see rune clearly sure. um but she i just i just don't know what it is i remember leaving black panther and there's gonna be a lot of comparisons i think to black panther for, for a variety of reasons but i remember thinking like you know like oh is, is chadwick boseman like you know it's kind of he seems a bit bland and, you know, the cast isn't all that. But, like, looking at it now, I'm thinking, wow, Chadwick Boseman is brilliant. Like, cause, yeah. <laughs> like, there's just something about her that just doesn't work. And this isn't me trying to be negative against the fact that she's a female lead. Um, and it's in no way is this trying to be like, oh, you're only saying this because it's a, a female-led movie. Um, to put that into comparison to Wonder Woman... Which, again, I think we need to draw a lot of comparisons about how DC did it brilliantly. <laughs> this only just makes Wonder Woman look so much better. Because you come out of Wonder Woman thinking, like, Gal Gadot's got the most amazing personality, charisma with everyone. She's incredible with on no screen. With no acting experience. With no acting. She's a model from, you know, from nowhere. And he's an Academy Award winner who has no anything with anyone I've, I've read a lot of reviews saying that like oh the dynamic between her and samuel L. jackson is great i i don't think the only time she's got any form of chemistry i think on screen with anyone is with her best friend who um i've gone blank on her name is it marla is that her name the I thought you meant the cat. oh well, the cat <laughs> oh the cat's got personality <laughs> with everyone on screen um and maybe marla's daughter as well but like i don't know she's just bland she she it seems like there's moments when you have a delivery of a, a comedic line, which I'm thinking of your review of Die Another Day in this movie, that it's kind of like a Halle Berry-esque moment you're yeah. waiting for every time she drops a one-liner. And it just it just 
she's just so bland. I just, I've never left an MCU movie thinking, wow, they're so bland. Even with Black Panther, I wasn't this, wow, they're so bland. I reckon, oh, maybe, I don't know, it's a big call. No, I'm not going to say that Ryan Gosling could have done better. That's that's a very big call. Ah. Uh, but yeah, no, just bland. So, so bland. Um, I'm not going to disagree with you on Brie Larson. I am just going to say that it's clearly the material in this movie because similar to what you were saying about coming out of this appreciating Black Panther more. And, it, and Black Panther was a movie where I'm like, I enjoy it, but I'm not wowed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this... Uh, it really made me think a lot more about Black Panther, you know, being also another Marvel movie that focused a little bit more on the drama and the culture of where the character's from. Um, and then also being that, you know, the the first black superhero, the first female superhero of the Marvel Universe. Uh, but I really drew the, the, the differences being in Black Panther, we even talked about this in both of our reviews. I didn't care for Chadwick Boseman in that movie. I loved it. He was my favorite part of Civil War. I didn't love him in the Black Panther movie. I thought he was one of the least interesting things about it. And that was saying more for the fact that there were a lot of really interesting characters in Black Panther that were not Black Panther. In this, I didn't find Captain Marvel interesting at all. And the other characters all sucked balls too, you know? <laughs> like, Samuel Jackson's the closest thing to an enjoyable character in this movie, but yet it doesn't feel like he's playing Nick Fury in any way. Mm-hmm. If, if it wasn't for the fact that they do have a bit of a spoiler, I'm sure everybody knows about it, they do have the moment where he's going to get his eye patch. Uh, you would never assume this was the same Nick Fury. There's also huge continuity uh, errors when this is like, what, 20 years before Iron Man, and they're calling it S.H.I.E.L.D., even though they didn't come up with a name S.H.I.E.L.D. until the end of Iron Man. But there's like S.H.I.E.L.D. moments in here, and still it doesn't feel like Nick Fury to me. Um <sighs> Yet none of the characters click. So I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that like Brie Larson is the problem here. Because there were a few moments, especially in the opening parts of the movie, uh, where it was her and Jude Law sort of in training. Where I'm like, like she's really got some type of charisma here that was interesting. And then it all disappears. And it's partly just the way that this story is set up. That you know she's not really sure who she is. She's not really sure where she's from. The movie is a mess trying to to, to yeah. tell you the story of, you know, is she an alien who came to Earth? Is she an Earthling who went to space? You know, don't really know that. But she's so messed up that I don't feel like there's a character there for her to play. And the reason I believe that's more the case than it being Brie Larson is the issue is because Ben Mendelsohn, who on Bloodline gave maybe the greatest television performance I've ever seen. You know, he was the villain in Rogue One. He's in this movie and he sucks balls. <laughs> I didn't you know, realize who he was until I, because I'm like, oh, that guy's Australian. Who is he? And then when I like yeah. looked it after, oh, it's Mehmet. Okay. <laughs> He's playing a good, well, is he playing a good guy for once? I don't even know. I've left the movie. Is he good? Is he bad? Is Jude Law good? Is he bad? I don't know. <laughs> it's so confusing. There is, let's just say it like this. We don't know who the villain of this movie is because yeah. half of the characters in this movie, you could walk away from it being like, are they a hero or villain? And not like one of these things where it's like, well, they're kind of in between. You know, they're an anti-hero or they're a heroic villain or whatever it is. No, the movie just makes nothing clear. It is an absolute mess of a story. And it's just, it's it's a marvel to me <laughs> that Marvel let this movie get so far into post-production and not realize there were serious issues with the storytelling. And this is my issue, I think, with how they've done it. Because I think they've they've let themselves be blinded 
by the fact that they need to get a female led superhero movie out and they yeah. and they've just they've let it go. And this is where I think it's becoming a problem because this should have been a much better movie and like you know Wonder Woman came out at a time when DCU is all but destroyed by yeah. critics and fans alike and it wows people. And this is kind of I think the opposite for M- for Marvel because it's kind of Marvel can do no wrong. In the eyes of most people, but here this is, and we've still... How many honest... Go. I was just going to say, how many honest trailers will include that in it, where it's like, you know, it doesn't matter how bad the movie sucks, Marvel fanboys will go crazy. And this is the first time we're seeing since maybe Thor The Dark World that fans aren't going crazy. Well, the thing that I think is going to get messy with this, though, is the fact that I'm already seeing these articles that are kind of... and and. Again, a lot of female reviewers are the ones saying, like, this is the movie we needed, this is so great. But then as soon as a male reviewer has a negative thing about it, everybody's like, oh, no, it's only the men who are saying it's a bad movie. And yet somebody shared a link showing about 10 female reviewers also giving this film a pretty bad review. Um, And, like, this is another issue, kind of like, yes, the plot is so convoluted, but we talked about this in Wonder Woman, and we've talked about it a lot when it comes to sort of at least our look on how movies are done when it comes to, hey, let's do something different with putting a black lead, a female lead, something like that, is that we want to live in a day and age in the future where this shouldn't ever be a thing, and we're just watching this purely for the fact that this is a superhero movie. It doesn't matter who they are. Wonder Woman did that well. Uh, there's maybe, like, what, one or two moments where it's slightly mentioned, but they don't gel on it too much. Black Panther did it well. Again, maybe one or two moments where it's mentioned... But it's kind of just, it's gone through it. This movie is preachy in so many moments and maybe one of the worst moments, I think, in the history of MCU that I've ever seen. There's a fight scene with a song playing in the background, which is so cringy, so terrible. And it's done purely for the fact of, hey, everyone, look, this is a woman kicking everyone's ass. Like, you don't need that song playing in the background. It just makes it so bad. And and I don't want... I'm not being the guy hating on a girl movie like this because it's like this. It's, it's, It's going back to that point where I think that Marvel has just jumped into this and they've rushed it and they've, they've seen what they can have without this and they've come up with a mess. Um... Just to go along with that, so people are clear, you know, this isn't just, well, men don't get the movie. Uh, I'm the biggest Superman fanboy you will ever find. There are people who don't even know, who worked with me for years, who know me very well, who don't know my name, because I would come into work wearing Superman clothes so often that everybody just called me Superman. And yet, they made two Superman movies, in well, and then Justice League after that, and I still picked Wonder Woman as my favorite movie. And all the way back to the very first weekend I saw it, and we were Jamie and I recorded the review for it to the when we did the recap and everything else. I've always said the same thing. What Patty Jenkins did with Wonder Woman is she showed you the same type of movie you've seen a million times from a female perspective, where it wasn't let's draw attention to the fact that you know I'm just a girl uh, and I'm beating up all these guys, <laughs> uh, but. It's just filmed in a different way. It's presented in a different way, and it's not in your face. Mm-hmm. This movie is the exact opposite, and they have a female director for this movie too. I mean, granted, there are two directors, but the main credit is being given to the female director here. And yeah, she's just she's throwing it in your face at times, and also not presenting you anything fresh. Nothing about this movie feels fresh. Nothing about Captain Marvel, this character, feels like it's different from any other characters. And I think one of the big problems with that is that I tried to read the Captain Marvel comics years ago, 
And uh, I just felt it was Green Lantern light. Um, and seeing this movie, I felt like the movie was just Green Lantern light. Like, even in the story and the world they're presenting, nothing is fresh. So if that's what you're – if that's the cards you're dealt, make the character something unique. And that's why I think all the more credit to Patty Jenkins for what she did with Wonder Woman because clearly not every female director can pull that off. It's not just as simple as, well, give you know the, the camera to a woman and she'll hand you something different. This is so standard and so run-of-the-mill and so bland, as you said. It just offers nothing new, nothing fresh. And the only things you do walk away from it thinking of is, oh yeah, they drew these comparisons to like the a woman beating up a guy at times, and they and they do hammer that in a little bit too much. Can, can I also just say the fact that this movie is so unoriginal, and I, I I love that the Marvel movies all feel different. You know, DC really tried in the early ones to make them all feel the same, as if they're part of the same universe. With the Marvel movies. Captain America completely different from Spider-Man. Like they all feel like their own thing and then they come together in the Avengers. They're trying so hard to make this Guardians of the Galaxy at times, especially when it comes to the soundtrack. And I love almost every song in this movie. I mean, to hear Elastica's connection in this movie, like one of my all-time favorite songs, fantastic. But the thing with Guardians of the Galaxy is the songs in Guardians of the Galaxy that you hear all these retro songs, it feels like it belongs in that scene. It enhances that scene. Every single time a 1995 song is played in this movie, it feels so out of place. Not just because, well, the context of the lyrics is a little bit too, you know, uh, too obvious, but just none of the songs feel natural. It just I, it, it feels awkward. Completely agree. And I mean, I'm the same with you. Couldn't be happier to hear garbage. Only happy when it rains in this movie. Uh, mm. You would think they would play that in a scene where it's raining, perhaps, but no, she's in the desert. <laughs> uh, but hey, cool, you try. <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree. And I think kind of a lot of the 90s nostalgia, it's like, hey, look, blockbuster video. <laughs> oh, look, Radio Shack. <laughs> oh, a Game Boy. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind it's of... It's lost. It is. It really is. And it shouldn't be that way. You should be coming out of mm-hmm. this going like... I mean, like, I was in a pretty packed cinema and, you know, there's a scene when they put in a CD in the computer and it's kind of loading. And kind yeah. of there's just a silence and sort of she's like, oh, what's happening? It's like, it's loading. And they're all accepting. And of course, everyone in the cinema's like, oh, ha, 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 remember when <laughs> you had to load a CD? Oh, hilarious. <laughs> I think that's just because in Invercargill, that is actually still how you load a CD. They just haven't brought technology <laughs> up. But yeah, no, I, I agree with, with everything you said there. And I think from someone like myself who, A, doesn't read and he doesn't really know much about the Captain Marvel character, well, knows nothing about the Captain Marvel character, I think that... I didn't come out of this knowing much about the Captain Marvel. She's an alien. There's like a good and a bad and there's what and there's this. And I kept thinking like the green shapeshifter aliens were going to be some connection to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and then it was just because I think what Marvel does very well is they've taken these characters that a lot, not a lot of people in the mainstream who don't read comics don't know about Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, even Iron Man. Um, you know, these characters that really weren't that big before this MCU became a thing and they do it well by giving you enough of a background and enough of a story where you're like hey cool yeah i'm i'm team iron man i'm team ant-man i'm team you know doctor strange whereas this it's kind of it's just like oh look you know it's a female superhero and yeah like i mean you've you've how many movies has black widow been in uh you know how many you know the wasp and things like this where you've got these female um established characters like i I think give Black Widow a movie by herself before you even do this, because we, at least we half know who she is. Uh, you know, the Wasp, 
you know, was what? In a movie called Ant-Man and the Wasp was about 20% Wasp, 80% (laughs) Ant-Man. Like, it was a bit disappointing that we didn't get more Wasp in that movie, but I still enjoyed it. I still feel we know more about the Wasp than we do about Captain Marvel, and she's got a whole film. Um, One thing also that I wanted to say, and I mean, it wasn't a huge deal. I mean, I I will talk about a few things that I liked, but... um, they're promoting this heavily around the whole anti-aging around sort of uh, Samuel Jackson and Clark Gregg. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, I, I think it looks fine, but I was more distracted by it in this movie than I ever was with Henry Cavill's lip in Justice League. Yeah. Again, I could yeah. not tell this- in Justice League. Yet this, there were several scenes like, ooh, that doesn't translate too well. Especially with Clark Gregg. Like, first of all, he doesn't belong in this movie. It is such a tacked-on cameo that that has no relevance in the story with samuel jackson it's you could it can pass the squint test with clark Gregg, it's like whoa that just does not look right and i'd like to see if that's getting any criticism because i mean what did justice league get the whole time it was like mm-hmm. oh it's so distracting yeah. oh you can't do this oh henry cavill it looks terrible and again you and i kind of left the movie going we couldn't tell and yet yeah. this one it's <laughs> like within five seconds of clark Gregg being a screen i'm like ooh, you know it's it's kind of like in in rogue one you sort of you appreciate what they're doing, but there are definitely times you're watching it. Ooh, I don't know about that. Whereas mm-hmm. this, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I did, I actually liked Jude Law. I like Jude Law, yeah. and I kind of wish he was in more things. He just shouldn't be banging the nanny, and maybe he would be in more things. <laughs> but, um, so I, I appreciate... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he is in more things. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Colin Hilding, getting the dirty jokes even more. I like this new Colin. Get, get your wife pregnant with twins, and your mind goes a little bit dirtier. Um... And Annette Benning, I love Annette Benning, so, uh, you know, it was good to see her in this as well. But um, but did you feel like she belonged in this movie? Like, she felt so out of place as well. I didn't understand who she was. <laughs> 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 she's this person, she's that person, then she's evil, then she's not, and it's like, she is, and I, like, it seems to me that the Marvel it's- Universe is just now the, uh, I guess, where the classic female older actors can go and get a star turn, and people go, oh, God, I remember how good Annette Benning was, and oh, remember how good Michelle Pfeiffer was, and things like that. And Let's Glenn Close, but she still doesn't get an Oscar for it. Uh, Let's be honest, this, the same with men. I mean, Anthony Hopkins, Tommy Lee Jones, Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah, so they're, they're kind of getting that second win, but I did like Samuel L. Jackson. I, I do agree with you, though. Like, he, he's not Nick Fury. He's kind of just side fodder he's- comic relief. <laughs> He's 1995 Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> With the less swearing, the less preaching. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the cat, though. Like, I think we all can... The cat, the star of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I kept waiting, too, because I heard all this talk about, oh, the, the sidekick, the cat. And through 90% of this movie, it's just a cat in the background. And then all of a sudden, when they really get into the cat's role, it's like, okay, that's worth it. It's yeah. like, it's the next group. Well, the thing, the thing, one thing I'll say too, uh, I mean, kind of the, the final post credit scene, we sort of joked about it. It's kind of very Ant-Man and the Wasp when you've got, what, the ant playing the drums and it's kind of almost Spider-Man Homecoming, which is to me still my favourite one with Captain America. What is he like? Oh, yeah. don't you just hate it when you wait around for something and it's not what you expected it to be? <laughs> um, but the, the mid credit scene, even that to me, like, I get it. They're setting it up for, for Endgame, but, did that just not feel like so bland to what you were expecting as a big mm-hmm. reveal? Yeah, exactly. And it's also a scene that has been featured in two trailers already. I mean, I remember the first time that they really did that where they included a scene that was from the upcoming movie uh, was for Thor, I think. Um, 
So what was the movie that preceded Thor? That was Iron Man 2, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Iron Man 2 ends with Agent Coulson finding the hammer, which you do see featured in that movie. Uh, Captain America did, like, I guess they just did their credit scene as, like, the reveal of the trailer uh, at the very end of The Avengers, which I don't know if that's been included in Blu-ray releases, but I remember seeing that in theaters. Uh, And then the scene with the punching bag, which got included in the movie. Um, Those scenes are, I guess, becoming more common now, where it's like, we're going to give you a tease of the next one. But if you're going to do that, show us something we haven't seen before. The entire first trailer was that one scene of Captain America and Black Widow and Bruce Banner all talking in that room with all the monitors around them. Now you've basically just shown us more of that same scene and then dropped one thing in on the end. And Mm. and it's not like it has any – like everything else in this movie, it just has no impact. It's like everything just falls flat in it. And I think too – I don't like it when you can leave a movie like this and, like you mentioned before, that they set up a few kind of plot holes throughout the the canon of this franchise and there's more that I'm already reading about that are just kind of not making sense in the grand scheme of things. But it's like, you, you know, I think I came out of Aquaman thinking like, well, you know, if this is such a big deal and, you know, we need Aquaman to say, where's Superman? Where's Batman? Like, you know, they can help out. Like, this to me, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, how they sort of set up to why Fury has to call Captain Marvel at the end of Infinity War. It's like, mm-hmm. they have kind of gone through about two or three other occasions in this MCU where the universe or the world is about to be destroyed. So why does this have yeah. to be the one time that he has to call on her? It's kind of, she's been there all along. <laughs> and you know what? There's times where he has a lot more time to think about it. Yeah. You know, there's there's been an army invading New York for about six hours now. Here it's like, wait, some people are disappearing. I know Captain Marvel. It's just, he has three seconds to make a judgment decision. You had 20 years to make that decision prior to this. Come on, Fury. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know if there's any a lot more to say. Um, uh, I'm missing much. I just want to say I. it's similar to Black Panther in that I kind of I walk out of this feeling like there's still potential for this to work with the right directors. They just got the wrong directors on this one. And uh, I don't think that Ryan Coogler was the wrong director for Black Panther. I think that the script was the wrong script, uh, and he needs to hone his skills a little bit. But we even said it on our Oscar uh, month we just passed that like we're convinced Black Panther 2 is going to work. So the question is, do you think Captain Marvel 2 is going to work, or are you already tuned out of this? No, I, I'm not tuned out of it. Um, it's not something that I'm completely going, no, I'll never watch that again. I'm, I, you know, it's, yeah, I think I agree with everything you just said there. There is potential and I mean, it's kind of, this is a very weird comparison because I, I didn't ever leave Casino Royale disliking Casino Royale, but I think what I can now appreciate with Daniel Craig and James Bond is having watched all four of his in like the last week or so is when you watch them back to back, you kind of really do notice the development. And then kind of by the time you get to Spectre, it's kind of like, wow, okay, this is sort of really getting close back to what we had with the James Bond character. So mm-hmm. I think giving it time and giving it more of a chance, it's like, this is the first time we've ever seen Captain Marvel. I mean, with Black Panther, we had him in, uh, in, in, uh, why have I gone blank? Um, Civil War. So, yeah. you know, we'd seen him before. Like, this is a kind of, I feel, a rarity, isn't it? I mean, I guess what, Doctor Strange... And Ant-Man didn't have a movie appearance, did they, beforehand? So, I guess, kind of, it's it's one of the rare times when Marvel just straight away introduce you to a character without ever having even a brief cameo in another film. So, there's plenty of room to move. I'm looking forward to seeing her in Endgame, because I think, kind of, it's going to be interesting to see how that all, 
you know, plays out considering that, what, Endgame comes out pretty much in a month, doesn't it? Like, there's really yeah. not a whole lot of um, space between these films. So, yeah, I think also, I, I'm not giving up on the character or these films. Uh, I think I look forward to seeing what they can do better with it. Also, just to add on that, um, one thing to kind of warn people about this movie is I felt it was very similar to the first Thor movie, you know, without any humor, of course, but... Um, <laughs> It was there was a lot of similarities in that the problem I had with the first Thor movie is that he spends the majority of the movie not really being Thor. And when he becomes Thor, it's just blink and you miss it. And that's kind of the other the other problem with this movie is that she's not Captain Marvel for most of these movies. I mean, she she barely has powers. When her powers really come in, there's like fifteen minutes left of the movie. And again, it's blink and you miss it. So maybe on a sequel where we really get to see her do something interesting. Like it, 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 as, as such a huge Superman fan hearing Brie Larson's comments about, well, Captain Marvel could beat Superman. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, of course it's her character. She can say that again. I'd read some Captain Marvel. I'm like, uh, she's not even probably the, probably not even the most powerful in Marvel universe, but let's just go with it. Um, you watch this movie. I don't think she could take Batman, to be honest. Like, she does nothing. Well, you know Batman's just going to be sitting she, in the background watching. I mean, God, we're seeing what he's like in the DC yeah. universe at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and they don't build any villains in this movie. Well, I guess they build everybody as a villain almost, but <laughs> the villains they do build in no way are menacing in this movie. So we don't really get a chance to see Captain Marvel as a superhero, I feel, in this. So maybe potential for a sequel, and I... It could also be similar to, you know, uh, what happened with um, Captain America, because I'm a huge fan of the first Avenger, like the first Captain America movie. I know a lot of people weren't as crazy about it, but as soon as Joss Whedon got his hands on Captain America in the Avengers, people walked out saying like, wow, I love Captain America. I I wasn't crazy about him with his movie, but I love him in the Avengers. And then, you know, the Winter Soldier and everything came on. I would be really interested to see Endgame just to see what decent directors are going to do with this character. Because I think that we just got dealt bad directors in this movie. I think, too, one thing I was to say about her powers is that that was one thing that kind of annoyed me when eventually she becomes... It's kind of like, oh, boom, wow, she had all of these powers. It just came out of nowhere. It's like nothing's explained. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens. It's like, oh, look, she can do mm-hmm. this, she can do that. Like, anyone can write that into a story. I can be right now. Like, Ben sat on his computer and all of a sudden shot giant pieces of steak out of his fingers <laughs> that... Fed the hungry kitty. Um, That's a power. <laughs> I wish it was. Mm, Is it cooked at least? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have to have lightning bolts come out of my finger and cook <laughs> the steaks. Um, so what are we doing with this film? <laughs> um, it's you know what? Uh, I, okay, I, I just want to say this first of all. Um, the response in the theater i was in completely sold out like every seat sold out very first showing very first day and there was really not much of a reaction as the movie ended as soon as the credits were over there was what's called a smattering of applause uh but it died down slowly uh and this is kind of the way that my reaction was like the first third of the movie i'm like okay it's okay the the second third i actually fell asleep for almost 10 minutes in the middle of the movie just showing you how boring it was and i never fall asleep in movies and then as it got close to the end, I'm just like, oh, I'm just done with this. The applause at the end of the movie basically sounded – maybe imagine about six people in a theater of about 300 doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And like no joke, it just died out. Like people, a couple people started clapping. They looked around. I was like, oh, nobody seems too happy about that. <laughs> Let's just move on. I just love it how uh, in your that's... country you have people clapping in movies. Like I mean, I haven't been to movies where people have clapped, but like it's such a Canadian thing. Like oh, well done, filmmakers. Eh, they done such a good job. <laughs> Let's give them a round of applause. Eh. <laughs> Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bin it. And I really thought at least halfway through this movie, it was still rentable. But it's not like if there's anyone you can. I always said that if there's any one Marvel movie you could skip, it would be Ant-Man and the Wasp because it just has no relevance. It's a fine movie. It's fun. But it's disconnected from everything else. and It's just a, a one off. This it tries to connect itself, but it doesn't click in any way. And. I honestly believe you could throw away this movie and completely enjoy everything else. I would be interested to watch all these movies chronologically and just jump into Endgame not knowing anything about Captain Marvel. Because I feel like you'd have a clean slate and it would work better that way. So, yeah, I think this is – it's definitely been worthy. Although I will say there are Marvel movies that I got more enjoyment out of that I would rank lower than this. Like I would say Age of Ultron – Thor the Dark World, maybe even the first Thor, Iron Man 2 for sure. Those four movies, I consider those worse movies than this, but they're easily more enjoyable to watch because you can get some humor out of the badness. There's no humor to be had in the bad stuff in this movie. Yeah, I'm binning it too. Um, sorry, Captain Marvel. Uh, I mean, even then the name is just stupid how they like try to explain it and then it doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah no but i I do i think agree with pretty much everything you just said there i mean i enjoyed thor a lot more than i probably should have um but yeah i i think that it would be interesting to see this in the grand scheme of a rewatch but like as i was sort of saying to mallory last night as we left the movies i'm like like, i'm not ever going to go out of my way to watch this film unless i'm doing it in a rewatch um what did she think Ah, she wasn't that sold on it either. Um, she kind of was like, yeah, it was, you know, it was okay. She she had a lot of problems with it too. And I, I kind of even asked her, I said, like, look, well, as a female, do you leave this going like, yeah, damn, female superhero? And she's like, no, I don't. <laughs> so yeah. um, that was at least uh, her perspective of that. So anyway, uh, I guess we're going to be turning this around pretty quickly when it comes to doing more spoiler Free reviews, because I guess Endgame probably will be our next one, won't it? Because that's only about a month away. Shazam. Oh, Shazam. Is Shazam before Endgame, is it? Oh, well, I'm more excited yeah, now. <laughs> Shazam, of course, being the original Captain Marvel that yes. Marvel somehow got the name from. So there's good Captain Marvel to come. It's just going to be in the form of Shazam, people. <laughs> well, I, I think you and I have mentioned that a few times. That, um, probably the most excited I am for a superhero movie this year Absolutely, Shazam. Uh, and I was just, I was even saying about it last night, like even this year kind of for movies, there's nothing really outside of Star Wars. It's really kind of like, oh, I'm so excited. Um, you know, there's a few here and there, which I'm kind of like, oh yeah, that'll be okay. But, um, so it's going to be an interesting year for movies, but yeah, Shazam, I'll be very excited for that. And then Endgame and, um, what is it? Far From Home. Is that July? Our next one yeah. after that? So, yeah, still a few more Marvels and superhero ones to come. It's it's movies. So, in the meantime, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on Instagram, all our relevant channels, leave us feedback. The more you like us and leave us feedback, the more our episodes show up in iTunes and places. So, it does help us out when you do that. And we also appreciate any... Um, I said comments, didn't I? Just listen to the show. It's really that please. simple. Please. Please. Please listen. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Sorry. You already are listening, so encourage others. <laughs> tell your friends, tell your family, 
uh, tell your cat it might have a <laughs> thing to cough up at the end and um stay tuned because we've also uh continuing on our bad movie month as well that we've started uh, anniversary month is to come where Maybe cutting a few of the other months that we thought we were going to be doing. But there's still plenty of stuff to come on the Oz Network because we're amazing. My name is Ben and I'm only happy when it rains, even even though it's not raining and it's the desert. And my name is Colin. And <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 